It's Thursday, January 31st, 2019, and you're listening to Last Time on Video Games, the show about retro video games and sometimes some other stuff. You're listening to episode 251, Cursed with Mad <laughs> Runtime for this episode is 52 minutes. And welcome to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast you can't put in a box. My name is Jeremy. That would ruin the vintage packaging, mint packaging, mint condition packaging. I'm Tyler. I think we should all have a moment of silence for my chair, because it is basically dead. And also the chair where we're recording is missing. Yeah, apparently I'm just out of chairs today. My name is Zach. So Zach is now recording on a bed. I feel like that should be a euphemism for something. What I do you mean, mean I'm recording on a bed? I'm standing here. It's really, really uncomfortable. There have to be multiple sex podcasts, right? I've never listened to one. <laughs> yes, there must probably. be at least one podcast that only records post-coitus, though, right? Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I thought you just meant podcasts about, about sex. About sex? I mean, yeah, obviously, there's got to be the love line of podcasts somewhere. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, you're talking about like podcasts like that are sex? Well, the- <laughs> I feel like that's, that's a porn cast. <laughs> Which is a slightly different thing. Uh, that I, someone has to have used that term already. That's R- too please give good. us five stars on Apple Porncasts. <laughs> uh, oh, no, wait, it would be banana porncasts, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Pear pear is usually I mean, the same. Eggplant, in. but uh, eggplant porncasts. Except eggplant doesn't. Yeah, we played the Adventures of Lolo today. <laughs> um, who I'm was, done. I'm going home. L- it, it, Lolo is kind of shaped like a fruit. That was an excellent segue. Perfect. Nailed it. Uh, before we get to talking about that, though, Zach, what have you been playing? I've actually been playing quite a bit of Dungeons 3 still. I think I might on, I'm on one of the last levels. This is the like quasi RTS thing where you are a dungeon. Yeah, you're running a dungeon and you know, you got all kinds of fun stuff. The last level like I have to protect my dungeon heart, you know, the main thing from invading adventurers and sacrifice them to a pit in order to summon the great and absolute evil. And uh I have all kinds of traps and stuff set up to automatically squish adventurers, and I set it up so that they have to walk all the way around the dungeon, because there were three ways in, and so I blocked off two of them and made them go all the way around so that the traps will... I can just have one set of traps. Their maximum trap. I wonder if there's a Final Fantasy VI nod where like a group of adventurers comes in each entrance at the same time. That's happened a couple of times. Well, I mean, in, at the end of six. spoilers for the end of six. you have to split, because you have such a big cast, you have to split them into three parties, and they all take a different entrance into the dungeon yeah that it has happened a couple times where they've all come in at the same time but like like i said since i've got it set up so that they have to go all the way around my dungeon in order to get there and brave all of the crusher traps i have in the walls tangentially related because all my comments ever are have i made you play boss monster yet no okay it's a card game where you are a boss monster and you build a dungeon and your goal is to kill as many adventurers as possible or send them to your opponents, and overwhelm them with the number of adventurers that you've just shoved into their dungeon. Dude, I still want to play Super Fight or (laughs) Happens. What about Schoolgirls Love Tentacles? I do still want to play that one, too. I have all these card games that I'm never going to get to play. Ed and I played, I can't even, Consentacles? There we go. It is a two-player cooperative, non-shared information game where you're both trying to achieve the best alien orgasm you can. Uh, that is not what Schoolgirls Love Tentacles no, is about. No, it's not. But... It's just like, it's a similar theme. There are tentacles. I'm caught up on the Food Wars manga now, and that <laughs> seems about relevant. 
<laughs> it does. Kinda. Whenever Ariana wins, it's like, oh yeah, this guy definitely used to draw porn. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't won yet where, yeah. where I am. So I actually ordered the first two seasons of that. Uh, maybe my favorite thing about the manga, or I, about the anime adaptation, I should say, is that little note in the first episode where it's like, they are just drunk on juice, don't ask questions. Oh, Whereas yes. in the manga, it's 100% just sake, and they don't yes, try that to is, that uh, is great. mask it. So I've been playing a lot of Dungeons 3. Like I said, I got to about the last level. And then I I, I set it aside because Jeremy and Kevin showed up. And then I went to uh, just kind of play some of the other games I own because I do own quite a few of them. I played some Super Robot Wars X. I actually busted out Mutant Football League because I'm like, oh, there's a challenge for winning the Mayhem Bowl. Like, I'll unlock a team. And uh, so I did that and then found out the team that it unlocks is really, really bad. Well, that's not the point. It's a collection thing. There's one of them that's uh, like the... Oh, by the way, we're at podcast number 251, which means we're on the Celebi podcast. Continue, Zach. Yay. Um, we're the protectors of space, one time, of, and force. One of the teams in uh, Mutant Football League, they're all like a some kind of uh, reference to a real team for the most part. Like the Mile High Chronic has all the like Broncos players and, and whatnot. There's one that's called the Full Metal All-Stars. And, like, all the players are named after either song names or actual people, like rock stars. Wasn't that the point of Bassard? Wasn't every magic attack a heavy metal band? I'm not familiar with that one. I'm pretty sure one of the primary attacks that the protagonist uses is Death Leopard. Maybe. I'm going to have to verify this. Continue. I have no idea. Okay, well, in my Shonen game I'm now GMing, there's definitely now a villain who only attacks with Queen songs. Go on, Zach. <laughs> I- <laughs> Show must go on. Well, one of please don't sing. <laughs> is, it, is it Metatron? One of the character or one of the, like the cornerbacks was uh, Purple Pain. So they're not like all metal. It was actually kind of funny because I was in the Mayhem Bowl, and at the end of it, like the last thirty seconds or something, like the last series for the other team, all of my cornerbacks were dead. So I didn't have any cornerbacks. So that that was kind of awkward. I managed to win, but like even when I had lost all of my cornerbacks, they couldn't really have come back because they were down like three scores and only had 10 seconds left. But that one's that one's fun. I would recommend it. I don't know how much the DLC forecasts or if the like full I, package is... The full package is, I think, 20 bucks on the Switch. So I imagine that it's similarly priced elsewhere. Probably, I, I got it for free because I had kickstarted the game. So when they added the werewolves and the demons, I got it for free. Okay, that's what I'm going to tell my parents when my $400 worth of Batman board game shows up, is I got it for free because I kickstarted it. Well, no, I mean the, the additions. <laughs> I, 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 you I get the uh, add-ons. I gotcha. Um, um, the Batman board game additions were not free. I kind of <laughs> gathered. So that's fun. And actually something that I hadn't played in a long time, I finally went ahead and played some more of, and that was I played some Dragon Ball Fighters. It's a good game. I've been kind of jonesing for either that or some Monster Hunter lately. I played, uh, I actually tried 17 and Kura, and I re- realized I'm really bad at that game now. I was all, I was always really bad at it. But now you're worse. But now I'm worse, and I didn't actually know how, like, 17 worked. Kura's three-bar super is a counter. Yes, it is. Um, so and I used it and didn't know what I was doing. I was like, why didn't that do anything? And 17's a fairly technical character. I played the meme team earlier today, which was... Base form Goku, Super Saiyan Goku, and Super Saiyan Blue Goku, and that's always fun. Like, Dragon Ball Fighter's still a good game. I mean, I would recommend it, but I don't know how much more often I'm going to go back to it, especially once Jump Force comes out. But at the same time... I feel I, like I'm going to play a round of Jump Force and go you, and then it will encourage me to play more <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighters. Maybe. But I, we'll see. I, I hope it's good. I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know yet. I'm, it's not out yet, so I, I don't know. Say, I've got to pay money for it, so I hope it's good. I pre-ordered Super Robot Wars T, finally. Oh, so did I. 
I was like, I, I kept saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to. And finally, yesterday, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do this now. Is its international release the same day as Japan? Because it looks that way from the I, website I saw. I don't know. Okay. March 20th just seems a lot earlier than I last year. I just know it's coming out eventually. And it will show up on my doorstep 20 days after it's technically released. Oh, I sprung for shipping on this one. I, I was a little flush with cast. I got that Christmas bonus and that New Year's holiday pay. And uh, I'm not going to get into work because it's sad. But plenty of that overtime money. Yeah, like I don't have that. Like I do have a little bit extra. But at the same time, I do things like buy Food Wars in the second half of G Gundam. Uh, see, I just have a Crunchyroll and a uh, Shonen Jump subscription. So if I'm like, you know what? I want to catch up on My Hero Academia and Food Wars today. I can just go to Viz's website and be like, this was a good $1.99 this month. (laughs) To be fair, it's only two bucks. So even if I really wanted to, I wouldn't care that much. But like, I like owning owning the physical copy, especially because it's that uh, make more of this. Here's money, make more. I do also own all the current physical volumes of My Hero, but it's like 80 chapters (laughs) behind. Yeah, you mentioned that. I need to finish the... Omnibus of Kaifus Kane that I'm reading. I'm on the last book of it. And uh, then I will go ahead and read all the way through Rosario Vampire and Claymore. I have both of the full box sets under my bed at the moment because I got them out of the way. So I've never actually consumed Claymore and everyone tells me I should. Are they right? I like it. Like, I don't know whether or not to tell you, you know, you should or you shouldn't. I The anime is decent, but not great. It's got a problem of uh, Claymore is one of those series that backs up to explain a character's backstory so it takes up a good chunk of a couple chapters and in an anime especially because that one didn't really go anywhere because it only had like a 24 episode season or something like that so they end up having to real quick wrap up a couple of plot lines that don't make a whole lot of sense i'm gonna let you finish zach but just real quick did you continue with one piece at all i have gotten a little bit further because if you want to talk about a series that'll just be like hey let's throw a character's backstory for a bit and an animation team that's like yes we can stretch this out forever (laughs) uh there's one piece for you go on zach no it's it's that uh since they go back to explain the backstory you don't have the opportunity as much to explain what's going on in the present but at the same time it's kind of important to explain it because it does have relevance to what's going on in the present i love tenjo tenge because they get that's three, got the same problem. Yeah, they get three episodes in, and then the entire first season is backstory, and they're like, oh no, the backstory is more interesting than the actual story. What do we do? And then that anime died. And the, Yeah, um, the manga's still going, though. Tenjo Tenge is, a, is kind of an interesting one, but... It's not a good show. It, it's not a good show. <laughs> like, re- I read the manga, I was reading the manga at one point, and it's like, this is much better than the, than the show. I also finally screwed up my courage to try it, and I watched some of Black Clover. How far did you get? I'm currently at, like, episode eight. So you've seen twice as much as me. That third episode, huh? Uh, I skipped it. <laughs> You're a wiser man than me. I skipped it. I skipped episode two as well. I was, um, well, episode two is important to the plot. It's, you know, just one panel of the manga. Literally one panel that they decided needed to be an entire episode. <laughs> uh, so where I am, where I actually am is they are still in the... Noel, Fireball Dude, and Astar are still in the process of going to the <laughs> town to <laughs> deal with the boars. I, 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 was, I think I made a joke when we read the um, manga about how they would stretch that out. I'm sure there was a big, like, it just showed Yami making the bet and... Again, uh, that's that's about two pages to be fair. So they're doing they did kind of show panel. the bet. Yeah, it do, it is stretched out a little bit, but like they're going to the uh, the place where they're going to confront Ice Dude. They don't know they're going to confront Ice Dude yet, but that's where they're going. Honestly, at least for me, the uh, opening season or the opening uh, 
week of the new anime season I thought was pretty strong. Like I I liked everything I watched. So all I watched was Promised Neverland. So I didn't watch and- Promised Neverland because I didn't want to be that depressed. <laughs> I was like, How I should one... watch. I should watch Promised Neverland because Jeremy and Kevin are always talking about it. And then I'm like, but they just talked about Volume One, and man, I don't want to go through that right now. Yeah, I was gonna say that was a uh, your your manga for one of the episodes, right? Yeah. How does that one begin? I haven't listened to that episode. Well, you Poorly. Could watch, you could watch the uh, episode if you want. I guess spoilers for Promised Neverland right now. The first episode it like talks about the orphanage they're in and and how it's a horrible demon trap. Well. That's a spoiler, yes. But <laughs> how they're tested every day, and the three main characters are the oldest because they get perfect marks on the test every day. And therefore haven't and died this, yet. Yeah, and the six-year-old girl who does poorly on the tests gets adopted, but she leaves her favorite stuffed buddy. And so the 11-year-olds decide to try to sneak it out after her and give it to her. And they discover she has been killed and like turned half into a tree. And there are demons that are like, oh, man, this is that really good meat. We could never afford this stuff. I was on board. Like, all this makes sense, except for the turned half into a tree part. What? I mean, they just, like, stick her in some sort of preserving liquid, and there's, like, a tree growing out of her. I don't know. It's just a visual. Okay. I mean, it sounds cool. Just, like, I'm on board with demons raising children to eat their psychic flesh. Uh, but all the, like, the tree, I just, that doesn't It's just a visual thing. Okay. Okay. But, yeah. How how would you draw a dead six-year-old Tyler? Um, for the most dramatic impact, partially severed, such that part of her head was like poking out, and well, the anime cannot get away with that. It's much more graphic in the manga. I'm like, I guess anime can't show a naked six year old. Maybe that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's fine. Uh, Um, Just like when Food Wars, I'm like, oh man, I forgot how much I love manga characters characters flipping people off, and I'm so sad anime doesn't get to do that. Except for Traffic Girl Law, that one time. Somebody's flipping somebody off. Uh, the MC for the the current sh- team Shokugeki at the end of the manga is just constantly flipping the resistance off. Oh, I thought she I thought she actually did that. <laughs> Maybe in there, she does in the anime, remember. and I missed it. But she's definitely doing it in the manga all the time. Oh, it's man. very good. Th- that MC is is great because she's like, you can't win because ours is the fifth seat. Like our last dude was the former third seat, and then she immediately loses. <laughs> Oh, it's great. Food Wars is pretty amazing, everybody. There's a reason why I got through it in like three days. It's surprisingly good. So, what have you been up to, Tyler? Well, in the past like five minutes, I was looking up information about Bastard and got a little distracted by that. Man, this guy just likes so many American metal bands, I don't get it. Before I move on from that, I would like to point out that the main antagonist in Bastard, with two exclamation points, is named Dark Schneider. I just... <laughs> Are you sure that's not Bastard Abridged? <laughs> nope, that's his name, Dark Schneider. What have I been up to? Obviously, a lot of Assassin's Creed, Odyssey, Origin. Have Batman. you had any good lesbian sex yet? There was an implied lesbian makeout scene. Okay. Uh, I also finally ran into a potential love interest who is not female, finally, so... Well, this is ancient Greece. Was it an animal? No. I was it... going to say, that sounds like heteropropaganda to me. No, it was, it was a human male. Okay, like, we gotta check, because there are some stories in Greek mythology. Yeah, apparently just people were like, yeah, goose, that sounds good. Yep. Bull, that's great. Okay, to be fair, the goose was Zeus. Yes, so but was the it was bull. also a goose. It was a Zeus goose. 
Well, now the the bull was a different thing. The bull was this lady was just real horny, and Zeus is like, "I'll take I feel advantage like, of that." I feel like she was literally cursed with horniness. The bull. She might have been cursed with horniness, but she I, was trying to get herself I, laid by a bull. I don't remember the full story of it's the Minotaur's oh, origins. Oh no, no, no! She just get no. She just has sex with a bull, and then the Minotaur is the result. There was no Zeus. There was no Zeus. I could have sworn Zeus was no. involved in there somewhere. You, you would think. Usually, when there's creepy sex, Zeus is involved. Was it Hera then? No, no, I don't. I thought there was a god involved because I thought it was like some divine bull. Yeah, I thought some god cursed her to be mad horny and then sent the (laughs) bull. I would also (laughs) believe that because the Greek god, like, honestly, that seems more likely because the Greek gods were kind of dicks. Okay, so having not seen this, um, I will say that, like, the Norse gods are very human, right? Like, they have, like, internal squabbles and they have, like, politics and stuff. So are the Greek gods. They're just super powered. Okay. Let me tell my damn jokes, Zach. Again, I'm going to let you finish, <laughs> but I just Googled curse to be mad horny, mostly because I want that to be my Google search history. Uh, the results are somewhat disappointing. The second one is a supernatural fanfic, though, and that seems right on brand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where I was going with the Greek gods is the Greek gods also seem very human, but they also seem like the very human dysfunctional family in Arrested Development. As you said, they like, seem like teenagers yeah. more than humans. <laughs> <laughs> implying humans wow. aren't or teenagers aren't human yet yeah that's how that killer song goes right are we human or are we teenager yeah i don't know assassin's creed is, it's a good game i'm just really disappointed with the naval combat and it like it's not bad it's just not uh, Black assassin's creed 4 yeah there's actually a lot of questions about the next ubisoft game that's coming out because i guess it's like this big pirate simulator and people are wondering if it's just going to be the ship combat from assassin's creed lifted out you know and, what, and people aren't Sure, if that's actually enough to carry a game. If I was just merchanting and pirating, although wasn't there like that imagine game? Uncharted Waters, but you have the Assassin's Creed Four combat instead of the Uncharted Waters but combat? Also, oh, that'd be so much fun! But also, you have a fleet, and you can give them tactics. That would be amazing. I know. No Look, I one just, is going to make this game. I want it to exist, though. That'd this this great. game is too good for this world, Tyler. It's not even that complicated. Too good for this world. No, what what was that? Uh, I don't know. There was like a game that came out a while ago that was like a pirate san- or like an ocean sandbox. The scenario. rare one. Are you thinking, are you thinking of Sea of Thieves? Thieves? Yes. The one that like nothing in it? Yeah. Isn't that basically what we're describing this hypothetical Ubisoft game as? Uh, I mean, that's way more multiplayer focused and way more, hey, get you with your friends and drive a ship around and then. Yeah, I'm oh, thinking of single player experience. Okay. No, that's true. That That is the difference. And then get pirate treasure. And complain because you're a nerdy gamer and treasure is not an acceptable go to you. You have to be like, but what does the treasure do? It's treasure! <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess I do kind of understand because from everything I heard, like, Sea of Thieves just didn't have enough other stuff to do. Oh, yeah. no, it didn't really have, like, a goal. It doesn't have a core gameplay loop. Yeah. Which it is doesn't really have anything to th- uh, encourage you to go back out once you get back with some pirate treasure. Yeah, it's not like I dinged, so I'm going to go out and fight more difficult things to so I can ding again. So I can ding again. It's got that D and D problem where after you raid one dungeon for gold pieces, you should really just retire. Only you do. <laughs> yeah, D&D. I I have accumulated fifty gold. I am now the richest man in this kingdom. It's like the person who designed Third Ed said, if there was really just underground labyrinths full of gold in the world, companies would be extracting that gold like it was oil, not adventurers. Well, well adventurers would be employed by yeah, these exactly. industries. Yeah, and the adventurers would get minimum wage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please, they'd get a little bit better than minimum well, wage. They get hazard the pay. That said, actual miners who actually mine uh, actually get paid way above minimum wage. That's true. Because so. right. it's really dangerous. Yeah. Uh, what else, Tyler? 
there was actually a thing here, and I forgot what it was. So while I try to remember it, I will instead talk about Smash for a bit, because, hey, that's a game that exists. Sure currently. is. Chrome's pretty fun. You know, I actually, like, I'm a Roy enthusiast, so I thought I'd like Chrome a lot, and I just, I can't figure him out. The uppies are drastically different. Yeah, His that's, I never ice. use. No, not really, because it's got that weird slash before it. It's very similar to Ike's. I always thought he was an Ike clone, or was going to be an Ike clone, and he wasn't. Yeah, it turns out it's Roy. Oops, all Roy. So, I don't know, a lot of people have been making kerfuffles about the uh, global smash power system and how it's a terrible ELO system because you lose disproportionately how much you gain, and... Most ELO systems, I feel like, work that way. Yeah, they Usually, do. if you beat somebody better than you, you get more points, but if you lose to somebody way worse than you, you lose a lot more points. I feel like even though if you lose to someone on your level, you lose more points than if you beat someone on your level. Dragon yes. Ball Fighters works that way as well. Yeah, most ELO systems do, in fact, work this way. I don't really see what the kerfuffle is. That said, I do think it must be a little bit broken, because roughly, I think based on their bell curve and like apocryphal data collected over time, uh, we've kind of leveled out at, like, what the GSP to get into Elite Smash is, and that's about 3.2 million. But people estimate that's, like, the top 3.5-ish percent of players. And I'm gonna have to call shenanigans on that, because I have, like, six characters in Elite Smash, and they are Donkey Kong, which I am not good with at all. Bowser, which makes sense, because, hey, Bowser. Zelda, who I am not good with at all, but man, I like playing her. Um, I like sassy Smash Zelda. She's easily the best Zelda. Ganondorf who I am terrible, terrible with. I think I just get lucky in a lot of, like, duo matches? That's not what those are called. Doubles? Doubles. I think I just get landed into a bunch of doubles. Lucas is not on my list, despite him easily being my best character. Incineroar. Incineroar is on my list. I don't even play Incineroar. I, how did this happen? Also, Lucina, for some reason. I don't Lucina's know. Lucina's good. Lucina's the closest thing I have to a main. Yeah, but I'm I... not good... I'm not good with Lucina, and she is in oh. my Elite Smash thing. I hope there's an Ike in Top 8 at Evo. It doesn't seem outside the realm of possibility. He's good enough. The problem is there are a lot of characters who are good enough. My problem with Lucina is she's just too... F Honestly, if I'm being perfectly fair and honest to myself, it's because she's too fast. Yeah, Martha I, has I, I constantly problem. overshoot. That's actually why I like the heavier characters, is I'm not good enough to play the fast characters. That's, that's why really I like Ike. Um, and then I just re get really good at timing, and that's why I'm good at Smash. That's why I like Ike so much. Anyway, back to Global Smash Power. I feel like that's why most good ELO systems hide your actual ELO and give you some other, like, dumb thing. Like, you're a gold player. Feel good about yeah, yourself. Like, League of Legends has that. StarCraft okay. has that. Dragon Ball kind of has that. It's got, it does show you your ELO, but it's also got a separate system to be like, you're Super Saiyan 3. Cool. Which at least gives you a short-term goal. Yeah, no, and I th definitely think the tiers make a lot more sense. Plus, it's just a normal distribution curve, so you just reset it at the end of, like, every season, whenever you arbitrarily declare that to be. I honestly think that system works just fine. I think this but system works just fine, It's but... bad for feedback, though, because it yeah. feels... Especially for players who feel like they're getting better and aren't. Yeah, and one of the big things I have seen as a complaint is that it tells you when you're the worst, but not if you're the best. There's not, like, a global leaderboard anywhere where you can see where you fall on the tier... Because, like, it should be a normal distribution. That's the idea. And, like, it's a lot more hardening to see, like, oh, I'm only at, like, 800,000, but if you're right in the middle of the damn bell curve, like, that's not that bad. Honestly, well, tiers feel a lot better because you can see, you know, I'm bronze, you know, bronze five. That means I've got a lot of work to do to get better. Or I'm gold three, which means, you know, I'm doing pretty well and I can keep climbing. Again, I like how League of Legends StarCraft do that, where they, like, put you in a group of 100 and show you where you <laughs> rank on that group because then you feel like you're making actual progress. 
when you go from like 86 to 54 as opposed to 300,286 to <laughs> 300,230. That was the other thing I was going to talk about, actually, is Identity V5. I think you mentioned this last week, released global leaderboards. Yeah, they did, in fact, release global leaderboards. And I apparently they only give you ranking in actual ranked matches, which is weird because they're no different than other matches. So not, I don't know, they're just like time bound. The difference is they get rewards for uh, doing well in ranked matches, which is also how they make their money. So I think they just want to limit the supply of stuff being passed around. Where was I going with this? Oh, that's right. I, I accumulated an arbitrary enough amount of in-game currency that I bought another hunter who is a giant spider lady. You meant you talked about her. Yeah, I love giant spider lady. She can just like lay webs as slingshots that also mark survivors. She can also shoot webs like that stupid spider from Donkey Kong Country 2. What's her third thing? Also, she can just cocoon people instead of having to put them on a chair. But I started playing as her a lot. I'm like, you know what? I feel confident taking her into a ranked match now, and I am now top 10 Giant Spider Lady player. Congratulations. Giant Spiders. Congratulations. I feel like there was something else on my list of games I have played recently. I don't know. I have played Watch Alex Play Pokemon. That was How fun. far is she? Further. I got through self code. Spoiler, they changed self code just enough for you to get lost again. Nice, nice, perfect. They just took out the brute force solution to the puzzle. Okay. Which well, was why, nice, but... Well, they're trying to create that feeling of nostalgia. If you don't get lost, where is it? I am currently lost in Sabrina's gym. Because <laughs> they've also changed that so my strategy doesn't work. What was your strategy? Go, go left? Yeah, go left until I get to Sabrina. But now they put loops. That's uh, kind of no, how I did the fairy... Uh, gym in x and y was i just was like i'm gonna go one direction until i end up in the proper place no they've taken out teleporters so you can't do that oh so there are only like three per room instead of four neat the heck was i gonna uh no she just so she actually finished the game corner went back and did lavender tower and then like did you ever finish celadon gym and she was like oh no oops so she just finished celadon gym but not in the order you think she did okay it's a sleepy Erica. Yeah, sleepy Erica. Not as uh, good as Tomboy Misty, but at least she has a character now, I guess. Her character trait is sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got sleepy, feisty, hungry, and Doc. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the eight gym dwarves. Doc on Cinnabar Island. <laughs> oh, man, he is Doc, isn't he? Um, <laughs> you get to see uh, Giovanni and the president of Selfco's fight. Like, instead of Giovanni just saying, hey, we're discussing important business, kid, you get to hear them arguing. Oh, that's cool. I like that. And it's highly implied that Selfco is going to make a bunch of Mewtwo's for Giovanni and then give him Master Balls to catch them with and back <laughs> out of it because he's Giovanni. Because he's clearly evil. Although, have you is... seen that suit? Yeah, it looks really good on him, actually. Um... Hey, he's a gym leader. He's got to dress up to go to work. He's got a fancy job. <laughs> have you seen the rest of the gym leaders? I mean, yeah, there's Doc. There's Feisty. There's Sleepy. <laughs> uh... There's uh, Sabrina, who's in full-on dominatrix outfit in red and blue. I don't think she keeps that. She's got the whip. Does that mean Giovanni is businessy? Yeah. Uh, actually, so here's a question. Is the fighting gym still a thing in yes. this one? Uh, do they do anything special with that, or is it just like a bunch of karate dudes? The only thing they really did is instead of the two Pokeballs, it's a Hitmonchan and a Hitmonlee standing there. I'm just going. like standing. <laughs> you know, I never really liked Hitmonchan or Hitmonlee, especially in first gen, because the like fighting wasn't a great type. No, and Fire Punch, Thunder Punch, and Ice Punch were special moves. Yep, so Hitmonchan was basically useless. There is a TM for Thunder Punch in there. There's one of the coach trainers like okay. in the corner. Fighting had the main problem of it was basically only strong against... Uh, rock. Rock. 
and like and normal. It couldn't I guess. hurt Ghost. Nothing was strictly normal, with the exception of like Chansey, because everything else was dual typed. Fighting was bad for the longest time because Psychic was so good, and yeah. then eventually Psychic became bad, and Fighting became good, and it was a weird flip. And I'm still not used to it. I'm not sure Psychic is bad. It's just that it's, fighting is good. It's really mediocre now, and that's yeah. one of the reasons fighting got so good is yeah. that there aren't as many. Also, so many things are it. now weak to fighting, or at least neutral to well, it. That's why when they introduced Fairy, it's resistant to fighting, is because fighting was kind of kind of overpowered. Fairy is kind of an amazing type, and how well it balances a bunch I of the know. metagame problems. Poison and still is makes suddenly sense. useful. Yes, yeah, in just... Steel, can't just outrage and wall because a fairy might come out and you'll be sad. I don't know. There's a lot of good stuff that Fairy did the meta yes thanks fairy i honestly haven't been playing a whole lot of pokemon i feel like there's something else right on the tip of my tippity tongue well kick it over to jeremy i'll remember yeah. halfway through his spiel. yeah that's usually how it works so jeremy what have you been doing on uh, the tip of your tippity tongue pokemon that's pretty much it i played a little bit more battle tech but i think i'm kind of done with that i got another map where i like i lost and i don't know why i don't know if my mechs weren't good enough or if, if i made bad choices or if i was unlucky and it was frustrating to not know was that the one with the ammo dumps? No, this was a random mission. Oh, okay. It had two hunchbacks on it. So I got a hunchback out of it. Which one? I think the AC-20 variant. 4G, okay. But I lost a dragon and a vindicator and a trebuchet. Please tell me you didn't actually pay for the dragon. Uh, I bought one salvage because that was the only heavy mech I could get. Uh, well, you are. You should have already had the quick draw. I, don't, I have one salvage for that. Oh, right. You don't actually get that whole cloth. Dragon is so bad, though. I don't like the dragon. It's, it's like a linebacker. It runs in and it trips people. <laughs> the, the dragon's main advantage over heavy mechs, other heavy mechs, is that it's faster. Well, oh, I are. have it fighting medium mechs. Its main advantage is that it's a heavy mech. Except it's weaker than a hunchback. Yeah, well, I didn't have one. But now um, you do. Yeah. There's some time to drop it. I still would recommend the game. I was actually debating putting together, like I starting the campaign. I did play it for 16 hours before I was like, no, this isn't for me. I have the most playtime of anybody I know in that game. That I have over uns- 200 hours in Battletech. This is completely unsurprising. Oh, that's something I didn't play but almost did, as I considered downloading Payday again, just because I changed the game so much. And I put in 800 hours in that game back in the day, so... I thought about it, but then was like, but wait, Fighters! <gasps> oh, that's the other game I played! Got um, it! I'll, I'll let Jeremy finish. I'm, I'm gonna it. let you finish, though. That was it. Okay, I completely forgot about this game, but Ed just randomly sent me a URL one day, so I went to go look at it. Oh, um, Oh, that that he sent me the link too, and I was like, oh, didn't send yeah, me the link. now I feel I'm like not I'm interested. not friends with I, that. It's because I got on when him and Tyler were playing it yeah. and I actually jumped into their discord, the gotcha. discord they were talking about. Aren't you on an NDA for that or something? Um, I, I can talk about the game itself. I just can't talk about a whole lot about. Yes. You- I can't stream video is really the big thing uh, because I don't want any gameplay footage and I can't describe the mechanics super precisely. Okay, I just remember Jeremy was playing that one game and he couldn't talk about it at all on the podcast. I mean, I can give you anything that appears publicly, but mostly I just want to like mention that this game exists because I love it. Um, so it's a battle royale game in the style of most battle royale games, except you are a battle mage and you can pick up various gauntlets that give you various elements, and almost all the elements have interactions. So, like, your ice gauntlet is, like, a sniper ice thing, but it also creates an ice trail. Sniper ice sounds like a great Mega Man It X-tack. does. Sniper ice. It's like shotgun ice, yeah. but not. They got it from May. 
but you run faster while you're on ice, and then you can melt it to make water. But then if you heat up the water, it creates steam, uh, which uh, hurts too people. much of the mechanics. It does sound pretty cool. Um, you can also electrocute the water and create just like an electric wall that people have to jump over. You can also double jump, which is interesting. What is the name of this game? It is Spellbreak. So in addition to, you know, just like having all these like different guns, basically, because that's what they amount to is basically just fancy guns. You also get to choose two classes right now out of i think eight possible ones that all give you like you all have a base skill and then you get skill points by surviving and also there are skill points littered around the map that are kind of like the loot crates in the game like everyone can see where they are and if you activate it you have to wait 20 seconds and potentially defend it to pick up a skill point but then once you do you get like class buffs for everything things like additional armor or like you do more damage when you're close up to someone one of my favorites is you just gain the ability to fly whenever you get hit by a wind attack which is fantastic it's not very useful, but it's hilarious. I don't know. It's a fun game. It's zany chaos, and it's very hard to play. I lose track of people very easily because people are, like, flying like they're wizards all the time. So speaking of very hard to play. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of ice blocks, maybe? I was going to say wizards. I mean, I'm always speaking of wizards, so <laughs> that's fair. We played The Adventures of Lolo this week. A early outing from HAL. Oh, the, the company that made Kirby... But before Shigeru Miyamoto, no, sorry, not before Shigeru Miyamoto, also before Shigeru Miyamoto, um, before Masahiro uh, Sakurai. The guy Took over Kirby. the place. Yeah. So Adventures of Lolo is a block puzzle game that belongs right on that GBA. And by <laughs> GBA, I mean GB, that Game Boy. That Game Boy Old? Is, can we call it the GBO? The Game Boy Old? <laughs> oh, that's no, no. Because every Nintendo handheld system is a Game Boy. The Switch is currently the Game Boy it is, in this weird universe we live in. It is the OGB. Okay. The original uh, Game Boy. I like Boy. that. OGB. Well, I mean, technically speaking, nothing is actually called a Game Boy anymore, but that doesn't stop me from referring to everything as a Game Boy. I feel like such an old man, because yes. everything is Game Boy. Yeah, like I said, the Switch is the Game Boy. You know, I have never had this problem, and I feel like I'm the only per. You guys are younger than I am. What is wrong Well, with I've you? constantly called, like, the 3DS my Game Boy, because I know that's you what it do. replaced. <laughs> well, that's what it replaced, and that's what it was. Just imagine if you had had a Palm Pilot before that, Zach. <laughs> Why would I have a Palm Pilot? That's not the point. You would just be calling everything a Palm Pilot if you were born, like, three years earlier. My mom actually had a Palm Pilot. And does she call every handheld device a Palm Pilot? No. Because no. your mom's a smart lady. Uh, hey, guys, this is a game that came out in the 80s, right? What do you think the plot of this game is? Girl, save. Yeah. <laughs> Good guess. Your girlfriend <laughs> has been kidnapped. You must save her. Press F5 to save girl. <laughs> quick save girl. Uh, that, you know, that just defeats the plot. Now I want a game with a quick save girl mechanic. I don't know what it is beyond that. Press Alt F4 to save girlfriend. I mean, no, that's to get sex scene, obviously. Uh, I was going to say to reduce your ping or something. That's to be cursed with Matt Horny. <laughs> <laughs> Alt F4 to be cursed with Matt Horny. Uh, I dig it. Um, that... So we played The Adventures of Lolo. Can you tell that we're not mad horny for it? <laughs> <laughs> we have not been uh, uh, afflicted by that particular I, you know, curse. I was horny for that game until I saw it in person for the, like, you know, coffee date. And I'm like, oh, you don't look anything like your profile picture. So it's not Boxel, but it's a box-pushing puzzle game. Tyler, can you describe the mechanics of this game? You've spent the longest with it. You cursed us with this game. Yeah, You take responsibility that. by describing its mechanics. Yeah, you suffered through this the most. Yeah, sure. So you're an adorable little blue orb navigating an incredibly homogenous series of brick levels as you wander around and avoid varying types of monsters, which mostly come down to they move or they shoot you as soon as they see you and usually you will die. Also, there's some blocks and some rivers. We'll get to those in a moment. 
But your goal is basically to go and collect some heart blocks, which unlock a treasure chest. You get the treasure chest, it kills all the enemies and unlocks the next level. You also have the power to encapsulate enemies in eggs, but they will hatch out of eggs unless you kick them off screen. Almost all enemies will respawn after a time period after you kick them off screen, so you have to use it judiciously. Eventually you get power-ups that allow you to, like, break rocks on the map, um, which are necessary to complete puzzles, or lay a bridge out over a river, which you could otherwise not cross. And, and there are, in addition to brick, two different types of terrain. One is grass. I don't think you behave differently, but enemies can't cross it. And the other one is sand, which you move very slowly on. I think I only saw it on two levels, so... So to be fair, I've only had three hours of sleep in the last 48 hours, but nothing you said registered to me. So did you talk <laughs> about how you sometimes can pick up attacks that turn enemies into eggs so you yes. can push them? Yes. yes, he did mention that. Okay. You can also like use eggs to block enemy projectiles, which are useful and in fact necessary sometimes. But enemies are very briefly eggs. They very yes. quickly turn into enemies once yeah, th more. They will hatch. Into Faster than a Yoshi egg. It's not great. The real problem with this game... The puzzles get increasingly harder, and the problem is a lot of times the way they make them harder is like, look at all these enemies you have to deal with, and the answer is move a block in front of each one of them individually, and it becomes very tedious. The entire game is really just kind of tedious. Uh, the music never changes. It's the same music. It's horrible. They use the same design assets every level, so everything's like red brick with some grass or something. Yeah, like I said at the beginning, this seems like a fine early Game Boy game or a great calculator game. On the one hand, using the same assets means that whenever you have like an enemy or, or something to interact with, the player knows that they can interact with it if they've interacted with it before. No. So that's that's one advantage to using the same assets all the time. I agree, but I would have killed for an ice level or something just for variety, like even if it has the same enemies on it, just like a change of color landscape. I will say one thing in this game's favor is they do a really good job introducing mechanics before you actually have to use them on the next level. Like, one of the things that I notice is, uh, I mentioned the bridge that you can put over water. There's literally just a bridge over water in one of the levels. And then the next level, you get that as a power-up, and the icon in your power-up menu is exactly the same as what was on the, uh, or over the water earlier. So you know exactly what that's for by the time you get it. Uh, that's an interesting point, because I felt like this game was not super unfriendly but that it didn't do a great job of explaining its mechanics. That said, it's not so complex that it really needs some grand tutorial or anything. But something. Yeah, I feel like I was just dropped in like I was just floundering, like I do when I play Battletech. I'm like, I won this level. I, I guess I did the right thing. Yeah, no, it took me a moment to figure out what the heck the goal of this game was, and the answer is get all the hearts, get the chest. It took me a second to figure that one out, too, because I was like, am I supposed to kill the bad guys? That didn't work. Like I, My first thought was, Oh, if I get one of them, it turns them into an egg. That means I must have to get both of them turned into eggs beforehand. And I tried that and it didn't work. And I was like, so what am I doing? Yeah, and they don't explain the egg mechanic at all. So it's something you have to experiment with by trial and error. Um, fortunately, having a, you have a limited number of uses of it on any given level. And sometimes it's necessary to win. And there's no reset button. I think it would be fine with a reset button because there are plenty of puzzle games that have unwinnable states. But a reset button is just necessary for them. Yeah, and the problem is, in this game, if you have an unwinnable state, often you can just go kill yourself and try again, which is annoying. But, like, you can do that. And there honorable. Yeah, and honorable. <laughs> uh, you can be honorable puzzle seppuku. The problem is that there are actually unwinnable conditions you can get yourself into with no way to exit. And you're just screwed. That's it. You've got to start the entire thing over now. I mean, there is the button to kill yourself, but you said that doesn't always work. Yeah. So, um, I don't know about that it's it's not particularly well i got stuck on the third level because there must have been something in there that i was supposed to do that i just wasn't getting 
Yeah, and it was probably just like there was a heart that blended in with the red brick that everything looks like. Or there was something I was actually supposed to try and interact with to push like a block or something that I didn't see that I could interact with. Or I don't know. I Like I said, I got stuck there and probably because I'm terrible at puzzle games, but also at the same time, it's like you didn't actually give me a lot of time to figure this one out, especially because you only get the two shots. And there's nothing to engage you. There's not cool you win music. There's not images to make you mad horny for each level completion. There's not that satisfaction of a Mario level or even like other puzzle games. Well, landing on just the like a little bit know. of fanfare. Yeah. The only thing they do is I think it's every four or six. I don't know. It's every number of levels. You actually go up an actual level in the castle. and they A give floor. You a floor, basically. They call those levels. They're like, you completed level one. Um, but there was actually like six individual screens. They give you like a little placard there, but all of them say the same thing, except for the last one, which is like, yo, you're going to go fight the Demon King one on one. So you wanted to talk about the Demon King. Oh, guys. Oh, guys. <laughs> this boss battle is so amazing. It's a cutscene. You turn him into an egg and shoot him off the tower. That's it. Yeah, you, oh, man, that, that's, that's almost the as, boss fight. That's <laughs> almost as good as when I fought Rathalos as Yoshi, or even better when I fought Dracula as Luigi. That <laughs> might be my favorite classic mode boss, is you're going through as Luigi doing your Luigi thing, and Dracula shows up. No, that makes sense. Uh, and throws his wine glass. <laughs> he owns the manor you're yeah. trying to... It's, but enough, um, yeah. It's also a grudge match from the trailer. Exactly, also that. Well, I thought Death killed him, not Dracula. Although I guess Death is Dracula's minion, canonically, so... Yes, yes it is. I love that Death, uh, Grim Reaper, Harvester of Souls, is Dracula's minion. You know what minion. the deal with the DS uh, Castlevanias is, right? The first two? Uh, where you're a reincarnated vaguely? Dracula and you go around killing monsters to add them to your, like, summon list. No, I did not know this. This sounds great. Spoiler, you're reincarnated Dracula. That's okay. A good guy. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. You know, Dracula, king of the monsters, including death. Yeah, exactly. Death is a monster. I, the more I grow old, the more I like Dracula as a supervillain. So the question is, would uh, Castlevania Dracula benefit from a moon base? I mean... It would be Castlevania, right? Castlevania would just spring up from the moon. And then I presume he would attack the Belmonts with monsters every week and throw his wine glass to the planet yelling, <laughs> Mech, my monster, grow! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then Nick Graves can be the Green Ranger no one wanted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> this sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> oh, Team Belmonts, though. Okay, it's although... certainly better than anything Konami's doing with Castlevania right now. Who's their Zordon, though? The narrator? It's... Just like, it, you know, it comes up in that original Castlevania old-timey fight. Rangers! <laughs> no, it's Simon. It's okay. a terrible night to have it, superpowers. It's the original Simon. He's just, like, trapped in uh, purgatory or something. But it's old man Simon. He's yes. <laughs> have I told you my awful idea to do a tabletop RPG? I don't have a mech system for it yet. That's actually three RPGs. One's Dungeons and Dragons. One's sort, sort of, like, fate-based, very fluffy RPG that would be good for a school setting. And one is the mech battle. And it's like, uh, Rangers, you have been chosen to have the powers of the great classes of the mystical times. Jason, powerful and uh, knowing weapons. You are Fighter, the Red Ranger. <laughs> Fighter. <laughs> Billy, sages and wise. You are Cleric. <laughs> and then every week it's like, observe the villain viewing globe, the Mind Flare, well known for its mental attacks and ability to eat brains. Be cautious if it grapples you, Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but is someone uh, actually a ranger? Oh no, they're all ra you morph into rangers and then you become the D and D class from your. No, I'm asking no, is someone the D and D, &D class. class ranger. Oh, that's obviously the sixth ranger. Okay, <laughs> unless he's Bard. He's but, a ranger. They are the ranger. But I think Bard no, is the pink ranger. No, he has to be Bard though because he's got the flute. 
But they, but it's the, this is the sixth ranger is the. But if he's not the ranger, then he's not the most ranger. Although ranger. six, uh, six ranger should definitely be the broken splat book class. So he <laughs> <laughs> gets yeah. his own theme music. He's like a twinked out scion with. <laughs> he's a yes. twinked out scion that's taken two different prestige classes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And has grafted a and has monkey grip. His... <laughs> <laughs> so he can dual wield bastard swords. Uh, I'm giving this all away for free. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts on the Adventures of Lolo? A game we clearly have many thoughts about. Uh, I wish it was your hypothetical D and D campaign. Now, um, you know, I I expected this to be a mediocre platformer, and it was instead a slightly less than mediocre puzzle game. You're, that's a good point. I, when I first saw the cover art, I thought it was a platformer. Yeah, um, my entire experience with Lolo and Lala was Kirby bosses, and I see how they morphed into the Kirby bosses that they now are. Because they just push blocks around on various levels of platform. I don't know. It was a disappointing game overall. Only because I had any expectations for it. So speaking of disappointing overall, we have a list on our website, lastpodcast.com, listing all the games we've played from least to most disappointing. Chrono Trigger is the least disappointing RPG of all time. (laughs) (laughs) I know a lot of people thought Final Fantasy VII was the least disappointing. Uh, Yeah, but you go back to it and it doesn't hold up. That's a little disappointing. There are also people who think Final Fantasy XIII wasn't the most disappointing i i don't think it's the most disappointing rpg don't let me wrong it's on the top 10 list uh click to see the number one will shock you but is it 15 because it had so much promise and then died 15 yeah well 15 is the most disappointing japan's just been doing that right metal gear's the same way although metal gear just kind of evaporates and is baffling like metal gear overstays its welcome and also doesn't finish which is really (laughs) weird they're just into that point where they're like let's make this thing and then we ran out of money making this thing so Get it out, slow an ending onto the back of it and kick it out the door. Yeah, that's the weird thing about Metal Gear Solid, though, is it has an ending and then it keeps going and then it doesn't have a second ending, but it does have a third ending. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I enjoyed my time as Venom Snake's Russian Adventures. So. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, anyway, at the bottom, the most disappointing NES game is City Connection. <laughs> Many people were sad when on Christmas they received City Connection. I actually, I found a review for the arcade version, and it looks identical, one, to the NES version, and a lot of people like it. I don't understand why. The most medium disappointing game is Kirby's Dreamland. Yeah. And hey, that seems like a good place to start since it's the same studio. It's not as good as Kirby's Dreamland, right? No. Zach hasn't even played Kirby's Dreamland, and he agrees. <laughs> sure. Uh, no, the Kirby's Dreamland is a much better game. Uh, just a few down from Kirby's Dreamland, we have Solomon's Key, another NES puzzle game, uh, but I like that one a lot more. I actually like Solomon's Key. It has a lot of clever ideas. It does a lot of interesting stuff with its block creation, decreation. Zach is trying very hard to remember this <laughs> game. <laughs> Played this like six years ago. Yeah, approximately. I've only been podcasting for five, and yet somehow. <laughs> approximately. <laughs> I am that talented. Can't remember it, so I can't say one way or the other. So it sounds like it's better. All right, so the next puzzle game, and I hope you can hear those air quotes, is Pokemon Puzzle League. I don't think it's as good as that either, if only because it doesn't have Lieutenant Surge that taunting you. I would agree with that. I don't think it's better than that. Honestly, it's got a surprisingly addictive gameplay loop. Especially because of multiplayer. Yeah, that also helps. Wheezing. Man, this this episode has just gone off the rails, and you know the what? game I like didn't it. do a lot to like tie it together, so we were all over the place. No, I, I kind of dig it. I dig the energy. What energy is that? I don't Solar know. Solar energy, I get it. coal energy. Look, look, it's the curse by Matt Horny energy. We all know that. <laughs> okay, so it's a weird to call this a puzzle game, but I do think it's weirdly comparable. How do we think it compares to Gang Ground? I like Gang Ground a lot more than I think it deserves. Uh, I don't and- like Gang Ground, but I sure like it more than this game. Yeah, also, I think I'm, Gang I'm, Ground was doing a lot more interesting things than this game was. 
I don't think it was very good, but I think it was trying some new things. It had a lot of promise. Like, I'd love to see that concept iterated on and improved. Just having 40 million different characters and... Actually, that's uh, that's basically just Broforce, now that I think about it. It's basically just Broforce. Oh, that's such a great game. Broforce is so much fun. <laughs> Broforce has a lot more metal, so I get it. And don't get me wrong, I think most games could benefit by injecting some more metal slug into it. Okay, so this is going to be maybe a weird comparison, but how do we think it compares to Mighty Bomb Jack? That's actually a hard one. I think we're in the right territory, which is yeah. why I brought it up. I don't think I prefer it. I had more fun. I played more Mighty Bomb Jack. It's got at least platformer elements. Yeah, it's got those random enemy patterns, though. I But the thing is, I think I would rather play Mighty Bomb Jack, but that's, again, that's a personal preference. I don't like puzzle games as a general rule. I, you know, I think I'm actually on board to make it unanimous, though. Mighty Bomb Jack just has more going on, especially with, like, the temporary power-up thing. So this is officially a bottom 10 game. Nice! Um, wow, I wasn't expecting it to be that bad, but... How do you think it compares to Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle? Oh, wow. The this least of the really Alex bad. Kidd games. Uh, you're going to have to remind me which one is this Bow Wow? Is. <laughs> no, this is not no, Bow Wow. That's a seven star. This is the most something. recent one we played. It's not <laughs> open. Um, is um, it the one with where cars or enemies for some reason? Yes. Okay, gotcha. It's not the one where you're a ninja. Yeah. No, that one's not too bad. Shinobi Land. Yeah. This is oh, below this is Bow Wow, by the, the way. This is the one with the like weird punchable clouds, right? Yes. Yeah. I might actually prefer this game. It's a very mediocre puzzle game, but it's not like. If you put a gun to my head, I could not tell you why, but I agree with you. Like, it just feels right. I don't have necessarily a strong opinion, so... I'm just saying if I was extremely sleep-deprived, I would prefer to play this than Alex Kidd. So, The Adventures of Lolog is at number 255, four more than this episode is, below Mighty Bomb Jack and above Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle. Uh, so really quick, what's right below Enchanted Castle, just for... Donkey Kong 3. Oh, that's a bad one. Oh, <laughs> bad Well, one. then we have Flying Dragon Secret Scroll, The Echoes. And City Connection. The Echoes. I don't know, Flying Dragon Secret Scroll is a bad game. Don't get me wrong, but I kind of love that game. <laughs> I mean, I can understand that. It's like a Birdemic of a game, right? Exactly. Um, it's like fascinating to watch in which, in which ways it is terrible. Yeah, like, I don't think it's a good game, but if you told me it's your favorite NES game, I would understand. <laughs> I would say maybe you should play some Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> maybe, but... maybe you should play a different game, and maybe that won't be the case anymore. But Maybe I... try any of the Mega Mans. Metroid, if that's your jam. I like Metroid. Metroid's got that map problem. It doesn't hold up super well, even though we ranked it very high and I would stand by it. It's hard to give to a new player. Yeah, that is true. It's, it is a labyrinth game. So. so speaking of unnavigable mazes such as life, what are we playing next week? What is life throwing at us? Okay, so I was kind of a spoiled kid in that I got a GameCube and a PS2 at the same time and a GBA. The problem with this is that left no money for video games. So I had these shiny three consoles and nothing to play on them, which is why I didn't finish Wind Waker until the year of our Lord 2018. <laughs> Wait, does this mean we're going to play Fantasy Star Online? Oh man, that oh, would be good. Man. We have so many Fantasy Stars to suffer through for Zach, though. <laughs> but Fantasy Star, I have so many fond memories of Fantasy Star Online, too. Gr You mean grinding the game that will crush your hopes? I have you go back fond to it? memories of <laughs> I it. I don't want to destroy those. So the other game that I started like 10 times that came <laughs> out around the same time as Wind Waker that I never finished was Kingdom Hearts. And since Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out 
This week, I think, when we release this episode. Yes, soon-ish. This is a great excuse to make me finally play Kingdom Hearts. And also a decent excuse to make Zach play Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I knew they didn't like me. I remember spending five hours on the stupid jump rope minigame. So, next time on Last Time, gee guys, why is Zach such a grumpus? And why is Jeremy's Mickey impression so bad? This has been a Last Podcast production, copyright 2019.